James. I've wasted a minute already. James, and we're going to stay there today. Just two, two verses or two, two sort of thoughts. One of the, uh, genuinely, one of the highlights of the last little while in North London has been meeting a guy called Warren Sharrick. Most of you, well, hands up if you know Warren. Yeah, most of you. All of you. He has, he, he has been a pastor in the UK for many, many decades, I think. Um, and he is a unique guy. Um, and I say that in a very, very positive way. I mean, we all take a pretty enthusiastic approach to keeping our pastors humble here, right? <laughs> Exhibit A. Um, but he, he is one of the wisest and kindest men I've ever met. And a great combination for a pastor. Uh, and uh, even in the short months, I have short, you know, period of time I knew him. He's moved uh, a month or two to back to New Zealand to sort of spend maybe his, his kind of latter years with his kids and, and that sort of thing. Um, but he had a real impact on on actually our family and, and, and me personally. And one of the things I, among the many gems I've heard him sort of say over the last 12 months was, um, don't go starting fires in other people's back gardens. And um, what he was referring to at the time was the expression of like contentious ideas and comments and opinions, kind of like the equivalent of like lobbing a hand grenade, I guess, verbal hand grenades and stirring up trouble in places that are not yours to stir up trouble in, in other people's back gardens. And um, I thought I'd just share his wisdom with you guys. Um, so there's a, there's a couple of verses here in James in chapter 3, and we're going to start in verse 3. Obviously, talking about, well, it'll become clearer as we read through here, but when we talk about fires, the fire... These are, this is the fire that can kind of come from within us, with our tongues, with our, the things we say. Um, it says, Behold, verse 3, we put bits in the horses' mouths, that they may obey us, and we turn about their whole body. Behold also the ships, which though they be so great, and are driven of fierce winds, yet are they turned about with a very small helm, whithersoever the governor listeth. It's talking about big things, horses and ships, that can be controlled with a very small, very small thing. A bit of metal in the horse's mouth and a small small rudder from a small wheel that turns a ship. And it compares that in verse 5 to the tongue in our mouths. It's a little member, it's a little thing, but it boasts great things. Behold how great a matter a little fire kindleth. That verse sort of seems to jump out of context a little bit, but what it's saying is how great a a, for, a forest, how great a wood a little fire can destroy. And in the context of our tongue and how it controls or doesn't, or how we don't control our tongue, it's a good, good thought. And I don't know whether, whether Pastor Warren's taken his little phrase from this. There are many verses throughout the Bible from which he could have begged, borrowed and stolen, uh, good principles to come up with that phrase about not starting fires in other people's back gardens. But, uh, this is certainly, certainly one of them. It says, and the tongue is a fire. A world of iniquity, so is the tongue amongst our members, that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire of hell. And the kind of sobering, I guess, lesson to learn from this 
as it's written to a group of spirit-filled people, as it's written to us, is that words inappropriately spoken by us as spirit-filled Christians can have the same impact as a devastating forest fire in, in that sort of that destructive kind of element. When I was, um, young, a, a, a foolish, foolish young lad, uh, I and some of my friends, uh, were responsible for a, starting a fire. I'll just, I'll leave the details there, but it was a, a very scary experience because when we were, we, it was done intentionally or sort of intentionally. We, we set off a, a, <laughs> a small explosive. Um, that was the intentional bit, but we stupidly did it in a paddock in the middle of summer. And watching the, the sparks start a fire that we immediately tried to put out, but it just seeing it like just woof, just rush away. And within three or four seconds, it becoming apparent to us, we had no chance of controlling the damage that we just started. It was terrifying. And it, it went on, like, we needed external assistance to put that fire out. Uh, um, and so can be, if we're not careful, the kind of impact of our words amongst our brothers and sisters here. Um, and no one escapes, because in verse 2 it says, For in many things we offend all. If any man offends not in word, the same is a perfect man, and able also to bridle the whole body. Reading between the lines, what we're being told is there that none of us are perfect, none of us can actually control our tongue to the extent that we probably should. We will all offend our brothers and sisters from time to time. It's basically about minimising that. Um, we often hear the phrase kicked around in our fellowship, like, work out your own salvation. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a bit biblical. Um, and that is ultimately, of course, true. Like, our salvation is between us and God. But the way in which we interact with each other and fellowship together means that we all have a pretty big, I can have a big impact on your salvation, your walk with the Lord, and you can have a big impact on mine <clears throat> for positive or for negative. Um, so we all have a responsibility to attempt to tame this, this little member in our, in our, in our heads. Um, interesting thing to note actually is that when Pastor Warren was talking about this, he was talking about, um, in the context of different fellowships. Um, there's an enormous diversity of fellowships across Europe. And even here this, this, this week, we've got people from all over Australia, South Pacific, Eastern Europe, North, North Asia. There's a real diversity. And actually what Pastor Warren was talking about at that time was each of these fellowships has differences, little differences, some actually maybe quite substantial differences. Um, and each of those little fellowships has got this kind of scenario playing out, members of those little fellowships offending each other and going back and forth or whatever. And uh, the point that Pastor Warren was making was that, um, you know, if it's not your back garden, don't, you don't sort of need, don't go needlessly meddling with it. Don't go throwing in hand grenades or starting fires in places are not yours, like your backyard, your patch, whichever little bit of the vineyard you're in, there's plenty to keep busy with in that probably, um, as opposed to kind of looking elsewhere. But speaking of our own back, backyards, uh, just go one chapter back to, or two chapters back to James chapter one. 
I'll read a couple more verses here. Uh, verse, verse 19, James chapter 1. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. That verse, I reckon, is the best source of practical wisdom in the Bible for harmony amongst our group within our fellowship. If you if you got another gem to show me, I, I'd love to hear it. Um, I reckon for me, that's number one. Swift to hear. Um, what I think that's sort of saying is to be uh, empathetic and to actually hear and actually process uh, things. Um, whether that's with our brothers and sisters or whether it's sort of speaking ex- you know, externally to people who are not in the fellowship. Um, I had a, an experience last week. I was on a work trip and I was with a colleague and we sort of, they're great, those experiences for people opening up to each other. And he started talking to me about, um, he asked me about my church and and I told him, I responded very quickly by telling him the reason I believed in God was because I had spoken tongues when I was 10 years old. And I thought like, oh, but yeah, then he went on to tell me how he felt quite lonely in his life and um, lacked a purpose and, and this sort of thing. And on reflection afterwards, I sort of thought I could, get, could have given myself a little pat on the back for I told him about speaking in tongues. Um, but actually, I probably missed the trick in that like I, hear, I heard him talk to me about a loneliness that he felt, and I never ministered anything to that. I, I, I missed the opportunity to say something about what was actually on his mind and maybe I'll get that opportunity in, the, in later times. I'm not losing sleep over it. But I, I sort of missed the opportunity probably because I was more interested in what I was going to say than I was to listen, to absorb what, what he was saying and, and meet him where he was at. Slow to speak is the next part of that. I think that's talking about just not rushing to judgment and not rushing to anger, considering other people's perspectives, um, as well as cultural diversity that we've got going on here, we've also got a real diversity of age and everything from the little ones who you hear a lot about or hear a lot from in the meetings right through to, as Sam mentioned before, a lot of grey, a lot of grey hair, uh, grey heads, which the Bible tells us are a source of great wisdom in our fellowship. You, you know, older people in the fellowship particularly bring enormous amount of uh, experiences and, and, and the like. But everyone here has got different experiences and different values, and there is a great biblical principle for the wise advising the younger, um, and that's something we should never forget. Also, like what you know, we can get advice in in our fellowship on quite like complex and thorny issues, things like marriage and child rearing and and careers. But you know, they're hot button kind of issues, right? And a word not fitly spoken on those things can have quite the opposite effect of what you might intend. When, when, when you know, you, you know, when you want to give advice, uh, it's it's got to be delivered in a way that is actually going to have the impact. And so, wisdom has to be delivered with wisdom or dispensed with wisdom. I think there's as much kind of experience and wisdom that goes into giving that advice as there is in getting gaining that advice. It's um, great to hear, 
but you need a kind of a relationship and a rapport with someone for that experience that you've hard fought to actually impact on their life. Otherwise, it can have this impact that we're talking about here, the, the kind of falling on deaf ears or even worse, a fire being started in, in someone else's kind of world. Just putting aside whether the fact whether they've got the humility or not, or I have the humility or not to hear the advice, that's a whole kind of other topic. Um, but in the, in the, in the giving of advice and sharing of experiences, we're just kind of reminded to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Um, just to finish up, we're reminded that no man can tame the tongue. It's impossible. In fact, we probably got a good reminder of that last night. Pastor Chris took us through a sort of adults only exploration of Exodus, uh, inadvertently, I suspect. Um, our, none of us are masters of it, right? We're always going to say weird things from time to time. Um, but our words do have impact. And when they're good, they can be really good. When they're bad, they can be really, really bad. And um, not to say that... <laughs> we, we don't want, I guess, we don't want to set off like metaphorical forest fires in our fellowship. Um, so, you know, our fellowships across the world... They do things differently. Our families throughout the fellowship, they do things differently. The, the generations we've got represented here, they all do things differently, and we've, we've all got to be a little bit okay with that. In, in that context, let us strive to be masters of our tongues. Um, swift, to, swift to listen, swift to consider, swift to kind of empathize, and slow to judge, slow to gossip, slow to anger. Be very, very careful about starting fires in other people's back gardens. All right, I'll leave it there. Thanks.